Welcome to Upshift, the No Direction Network's Essence 20 podcast, where every two weeks we give you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Ryan Casella, one of the designers of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe Transformers and my Little Pony role-playing game, Core Rulebooks. And I'm Jason Keeley, a renegade uh, game studios RPG developer. Now, normally, Jason, we start these episodes with a little bit of banter. Sure. Uh, this episode's just going to be a lot of bit of banter. A lot of bit of banter. Wow, um, I'm immediately kind of thinking of a, what is that, an Oklahoma song? Take a like little, the, pick a little, pick a little. I don't know. Yeah, the musical. Uh, and never mind. Forget I started. The only thing I know from Oklahoma the musical is Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma, sorry, where, where the wind where the wind goes rushing across the plains. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, I'm not. I don't. I don't know why I know so much about musical theater when I kind of don't really like that much musical theater. That is very strange. That First of all, strange. it's strange that you don't like musical theater. I like it okay. It's delightful. It can be okay. delightful, but like I, the real corny stuff is the stuff that I'm like, eh. you know, old, old, the older stuff, you know, the Bye Bye Birdies and the your, your uh, uh, okay. carousels and, and South Pacific's. Yeah, none of which I've seen, so I can't really judge them for their quality. Okay. Uh, well, um, I feel like I've, definitely watched a few of those in like high school or college courses when someone was like yeah we're just gonna put something on theater something theater that's what they went with well, i mean it was it was always it was probably in a theater class of some kind so it wasn't okay. completely out of left field it wasn't like this is geography uh oklahoma's a place <laughs> that would i would not put that put that past any of my high school teachers that's for sure <laughs> So the reason that we don't have a topic for this week's episode, uh, I had a really rough week, mm, a yeah. couple of weeks, which we'll talk about. And I just, I have been playing catch up ever since, and I am just not mentally there to prepare an outline and just be in that mode. Totally so understandable. We're just going to chill and chat. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about your rough weeks first, or should we uh, build up to that? No, yeah, let's start with that. Since, yeah. Since we just talked about chilling. So Montreal had an ice storm. Mm. This is the second ice storm of this magnitude of my life. The first one mm. uh, was in 1999, and we just call that one the ice storm. Mm -hmm. You say the ice storm. Up until last week, people knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about. Yeah. And now uh, this week we had it again, and it just did not seem like it was going to be nearly the ice storm that it was the last time. But I ended up losing power for 70 hours, and like... Um, Hydro-Quebec is the provider of electricity mm -hmm. on Montreal. And if you went to the Hydro-Quebec website, you can see the outages. Mm -hmm. And a red area meant the power was out. So not only was the entire island red, Ooh. but there were sections of the island that were super red, which I don't even know what it means. It oh didn't gosh. explain it on the website. And my street, my side of my street was super red. And this is something, we have a lot of power outages on my side of the street. And often the other side of the street, right across the street from us, they have their lights on. They have their full power. I don't wow. understand it. This time, the street lights had power. The street light on our lawn was lit, and our house was still out of power. I, wow. I don't understand our grid. Yeah, that is that is unusual. Uh, definitely, I, I, definitely, there, there must be you and the other side of the street must be on different grids of some kind, right? If you if you can yeah. have those power outages and and look across the street and have people with their watching TVs and drinking their hot cocoa and just having a grand old time while you're. In the darkness, my little, with a little candle by your face. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So the other weird thing about this ice storm 
is that the power outage lasted longer than the ice. Mm. So on, it, it, we lost the power on Wednesday, Thursday school and work was canceled. So I was with uh, my girls. Actually, Tina works off the island and off the island power outage wasn't so bad. So she went into work. Okay. Um, so we went to the local mall, which had power and um, actually had set up just like power hubs. Basically, malls have, you know, plugs every 20 or so feet on the floor, just, you know, whenever they have Christmas trees to put up or whatever, they yeah, want to yeah. be able to power it. And so over every single one, they set up a folding table, they set up a couple of power bars, and they just told people, bring your phone, charge them. And it was actually really chill, really nice, nice. community atmosphere to it. Um, so as we were walking into the mall, there were two trees that were so full of ice, they had leaned over, like oh. leaned over the sidewalk. My girls described them as the trees looked like they were doing Pilates. <laughs> and like the girls even went under them like they were an ice archway. And so we got there at like 10. At around noon, we had done some purchases. So I was bringing some stuff to the car and the trees were now standing upright and there was no ice left on them because the day after the ice storm was just so warm that the ice just went away. Like you wow. could not, you would... If you saw just live pictures of Montreal during Ice Storm 2023, you would call us liars. <laughs> so uh, I guess they just had a more difficult time getting everything back up. What, something got damaged, maybe? Do you, do you have any idea? Um, No, I, okay. I don't really know. I just know apparently ice storms take out the entire island's power. And... Uh, Luckily for us, my in-laws, uh, their house is on the same power grid as the the super hospital, like the mm -hmm, biggest hospital mm -hmm, in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And so they never lose power. Mm -hmm. So we were able to go there for evenings. Uh, we ended up just staying, sleeping at home and just being in blankets. Because again, after the initial ice storm, things warmed up to a reasonable temperature. Oh, okay. And so we were able to sleep through the night. My main concern was, of course, our guinea pig Batman who is like five years old, which is very old mm. for a guinea pig. We got Batman a couple of months after my youngest was born. And so in August, my youngest turned six. Mm. I, I fully expect Batman to still be with us. I was just worried about her during the ice storm. And Batman, yes, is a girl named by a two-year-old. This is the kind of Why thing not? that happens. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we were uh, kind of like wrapped her cage up with blankets, but not so much so that we were worried about suffocating her. Mm -hmm. We fed her as much as we could so that she just had something to burn fuel in her body to keep yeah. her warm. But yeah, guinea pigs are not known for their survivability. Oh no. Batman now has survived uh, an entire pandemic and an ice storm. Well, she's Batman after all. <laughs> exactly. Right? She's probably got all kinds of plans and contingencies and <laughs> sp uh, sprays and suits and whatnot. Yeah, as soon as she left, she like turned on a, or sorry, as soon as we would leave the house, she would turn on a generator and just fly <laughs> it, warm at her paws. Exactly right. Mm. Just get the, the, the old guinea pig back computer running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask like, yeah, what, what, what you had done and stuff like that. What, so uh, you didn't spend a lot of time in the house when there was no power. Like, like, no, like basically what it, I would go probably mad if I didn't have something like to do <laughs> yeah. and everything I want to do is electricity based essentially, except for, I guess, reading. Uh, but uh, you know, there's only so much of that you can do. I got a, a reading story. I'll get to it after I answer okay. the question though. Yeah. So uh, we lost it Wednesday in the middle of the day. Uh, so right as I was just going for my lunch hour at work and I had like a, a frozen Jamaican patty, so I could not just eat my lunch frozen. <laughs> so I got home, heated up something cause I still had power. And then just uh, I put it in the microwave, heated up the Jamaican patty, it was still a little too cold. Put it back in the microwave. Lost power. Oh, no. So 
Yeah, so I was able to eat the Jamaican patty this time, but it was a little cold. Then I went, picked up the girls at their school because uh, they had lost power, but they didn't get in touch with us uh, that it was just like absolutely time to pick them up until yeah. a little bit later. So I had lunch, went, picked up the girls. We just drove around the neighborhood looking for a place that had power. Uh, Rockaberries, which is like a, uh, I don't know how to describe Rockaberries. It, it, they serve pies as their specialty, but they have a food menu. Okay. So we showed up, we sat down, uh, got our water. We're looking over the menu. Rockaberry lost power. So it just seemed like any time I wanted to eat, the power went out. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, something was definitely uh, thwarting you there. Yeah. So uh, the girls were getting antsy because they hadn't eaten. And oh, just yeah. like all of our plans were going bad. Streets were weird. Like, again, a weird thing about different sides of the street. So the street that Rockberries is on is like a four lane street. And it's got, uh, you know, median and lights. The lights were working on one side, but not on the other side. Mm. And this was immediately obvious. And people were not usually turning because they were mainly staying on the thoroughfare. So if you were just going through and you had a green light, they didn't know on the other side that you had a green light. And they might just assume that it's black on both sides and you're going to stop at every mm. intersection like it's a four-way stop. Yeah. So yeah, so there were a couple of times where I was coming up on an intersection and people were making these turns through the middle of the intersection Oof. while I had the right of way. Uh, so anyway, just stress was high. People were hungry. Yeah. And my daughter was insisting that we keep driving around till we find a restaurant. Um, and so I, I told her I would just go to this one deli that I always see just outside of where we drive around usually. Like, well, you could see it from the highway, but I never go on that street because unless you live in that area, you really have no reason to go there. Mm -hmm. So we checked it out and they managed to have power, even okay. though they were very close to us and they were still on the island. So yeah, we got a couple of sandwiches. That got us through night one. Mm. Uh, and then day two, we went to the mall. Uh, then we went over to uh, to my in-laws, uh, and the girls stayed the night, uh, one night at my in-laws. I forget which night. So anyway, uh, and then day three, my power, uh, my work got power back, so I went to work that day. Uh, Tina went to work once again. Uh, she didn't get any days off out of this. No. Uh -huh. And uh, my girls spent the whole day with the in-laws, uh, which brings me to my reading story. So uh, I after work, I went home to feed Batman and to make sure she was okay. And then I was planning on going back to my uh, in-laws for supper and just to spend uh, for dinner, whatever. Mm -hmm. You made fun of me when I called it supper one time, and I'm always paranoid that <laughs> no, supper is a localism. It, I mean, there's a, there is there is some difference between what dinner and what supper is, like in terms of what the meal is, but I'm not sure if that okay. actually translates. Well, So speaking of translates, Montreal mm -hmm. being predominantly French, yeah. a lot of English words that are French root, we actually use them the way they are used in French, just uh. from the local influence. So supper, I know, comes from souper, which I think is just a generic word for it's time to eat in French. I don't think it's uh, mm -hmm. tied to a specific time. But anyway, yes. uh, I had a, like an hour before I was expected there. So I decided uh, I was going to just relax, uh, take a bath and read a book. Here's what I didn't consider, though. The house was so cold that a regular temperature bath was just steaming. And so uh, I tried to read uh, actually the first uh, volume of um, uh, the new uh, Pathfinder Adventure Path. Uh, the one you've, you wrote Gate volume three for it. Gatewalkers. Gate yeah, Gatewalkers. Uh, yeah, my Gatewalkers copy practically melted oh, just no. from the steam coming off the bath. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I put that aside. Uh, just kind of relaxed and was just like, this is... This is just life right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess I didn't so. want to get out of a bath because it was still a good temperature. Sure, of course. You got to, you know. Oh, and I, guess, I should say, like, our water is um, 
oil heated or anyway, it's not electricity heated. Sure. So that's why I was able to take a hot bath. I was yeah. not sitting there and like freezing water. <laughs> no, in a no, freezing house. no, why would you do that? Unless you wanted to stimulate your adrenal glands or something. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, today is like a week after the ice storm and it is shorts weather. Wow. It is. Yeah, it is ridiculous. The temperature shift from the catastrophic record breaking ice storm that we wow. just had. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I had a relatively pleasant four day weekend. <laughs> uh, it, it rained a bit, a bit here in Seattle, but that was, a, that's about it <laughs> in terms of weather. Didn't have to worry too much about that. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I did some of my own reading. I did some, 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 some freelance writing, um, and did some, some, some video gaming. Ooh, what are you playing? Um, I, uh, let's see what, well, I can't quite remember what I was playing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar a game called loop hero. Uh, nope, never heard of it. Came, Steam game? It's a Steam game. Yeah, it's all, it's on consoles now. As I, as I was playing it on, it's one of those sort of it's roguelike, but it's also like an auto battler, and you just kind of like the, your little guy goes around a, a loop, and and then every mm-hmm. sort of in game day, the monsters appear, and he fights them, and then like you'll get things, and you oh maybe switch out his equipment before you get to the next fight, and then like oh, and then like you're the whole conceit is like the world has been forgotten, so you're finding cards that are like oh this is a mountain you can put a mountain on there and that gives you some stat boost and you're just trying to like go around and around until you find the, the baddie and then uh, uh put enough stuff down the baddie shows up and then you fight the baddie in that loop and then you but then you go back when I mean, if you get back you're getting stuff that you can use at a back at a camp and building like houses and stuff for the other people who survived this sort of like weird magic cataclysm it's a real low res graphics kind of game um i was gonna say it feels like a game you could be playing on your phone oh Definitely, probably, yeah, yeah. It's 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 okay. pretty simplistic, um, but well, the interface and the graphics are pretty simplistic. I think there's a lot of like stuff going on that I haven't even discovered yet. Um, and then I, for some reason, was just playing a bunch of Escape Simulator, which is oh nice, a nice sort of escape room simulator. Oh, you know what? Uh couple of weeks ago and i meant to talk to you about this because i knew you would appreciate it i'm forgetting the name of the company now but it's basically you send away for an envelope that is basically an escape room in the envelope there are uh, are a lot of those yeah so we did one and the production value is quite high so we were very happy with that and um yeah just us and a couple of my friends at this same rockaberries that we went Mm. to uh that lost power um yeah so uh we just sat there and played it for a couple of hours and it was fun there was a lot of clever tracks Traps, nice. tricks, whatever tricks, uh, traps. puzzles. Yeah. yeah. Did, did how like uh, I was wondering like how physical was this, was the stuff you were doing? Like, is it like because there's so a... the main the uh, the main component for it is that uh, we had a variety of keys mm-hmm. and we need to figure out what order to put the keys. Literally, slide them into a keyhole, mm-hmm. and then there was like a cipher on the head of the key, Ooh. and you would solve a puzzle. It would tell you how deep key number this one okay. has to go into the keyhole and then you're sliding along like just grids and it tells you the code and that becomes uh something that you input into an app at the end of the game yeah and if you got all your codes right then you you win the game and you unlock a little video explaining the story yes. a lot of those companies have like you put your answer in in uh, on their website or an app or something like that which is interesting because i have a, a something that i got for my birthday this year actually was three boxes of from a similar company but what they are mostly is um kind of word games right and sort of pencil puzzles 
Um, there was one thing where I had to fold a napkin, I mean, not a real napkin, but like a piece of paper folded up in such a way that it, you know, made letters or numbers or something like that, which was, which was always kind of neat. Um, but you know, you've got the, and you've got the sort of board game versions of things too, like, uh, escape or exit. Um, uh, some of those are replayable and some of those are not, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, which is always kind of fun. They, I think the exit games are wholly unreplayable because they they ask you to cut up the box or, you know, do other things that you can't recreate. Uh, that being said, I have been at a um, board game geek con uh, in mm-hmm. the past. Uh, they have a big games library there where you can check stuff out. And they would actually have stuff, these exit games checked out. But someone had essentially rigged it so you could play it over and over again. Essentially be like, oh, here's oh, the okay. thing you need to fold or whatever. Here's the things that will be cut out. We cut, we pre-cut them out for you and put them in a different envelope. And just don't open that envelope until you get to that part of the, you know, part of the thing. So they've okay. sort of rigged some stuff up. And it's pretty – I would uh, you could – check these things out like even at night and take them back to your hotel room and that's something i would do a big take them back to the room and before going to bed just do a, an hour escape room puzzle box and then bring it back in the morning that's cool uh, yeah, yeah i've definitely looked at those boxes on the shelf but i've yet to play one but i imagine it's basically the same experience as we just had yeah i would say yeah there's some of them have more you know physical stuff some of them might they like use the app to like do ar stuff for instance i think mm. some of the escape games escape has like an official app where they'll like play music or or you have to look through their camera and, and that kind of stuff um those are fun i like them um i they're, they're they keep putting more of them out which is always good but you... yeah, ours we ordered uh four envelopes because it was mm-hmm. just cheaper that way and yeah, uh, yeah. my wife's a, a deal hunter and so we finished just the one envelope and we're kind of itching to get to the next one so we haven't yeah, scheduled yeah. it yet because we've got something every like we got a birthday every weekend in april somehow yeah exactly but uh we we have plans to make plans indeed i have about six unopened murder mystery in a box boxes oh yeah yeah and those and those uh i think it's called hunt a killer and i think uh, those come with like um real stuff like that one of them comes with a tiny miniature blacklight flashlight or oh, you cool. might get like a pin or a um the th- most of the stuff is in a real flat box uh, uh, but, uh, you might get a decal or a t-shirt in there. So it's stuff that becomes essential to the mystery in some fashion, but it is also kind of weird swag. You know, so that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of like those to host a murder mystery or no, uh, yeah. a, a night, an evening of murder. I think they were called. Yeah. yeah those and, were good. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is like the, the precursor to all the stuff we're talking about. I played one of those. Boy, I did not find it very interesting. Yeah, those are weird. Those don't, those older ones don't work so good, probably because it's all very much everyone's just sort of reading from cards or, you know, they don't. Yeah, have it was very scripted. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, yeah. But these new stuff is, the, the, the sort of murder mystery boxes are almost like the escape room puzzle boxes. Just like, here's a little puzzle so you kind of have to figure out and like, you know, but then you read, read the, the one we started was like a, a class reunion one. So you had like, their old yearbook and you're look flipping through it and be like, Oh, is that a clue? You know? And, and then you, and again, that was a lot of stuff you enter, go to a website and, and enter some stuff in. That was something sort of all of that. Like a couple of years ago, I was looking at all of that stuff to sort of think about how one could do this at Paizo and like sort of try to create a sort of box, like, 
game okay. that that was like a kind of a party game, part of a mystery or part of a puzzle game, all sort of that sort of combined to do a kind of different way to play Starfinder or Pathfinder. Um, it I went through like several iterations of 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 uh, 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 you know pricing out like components and stuff like that, but it never really caught on, unfortunately. But now like, you know, I I'm interested. So I yeah, I thought it would be pretty interesting. But now like that, um, uh, uh, Paizo sort of announced release a a new board game. Maybe they'll mm. be more interested in stuff like that. I'll have more people. To I have not played their Goblin Firework game yet. I which haven't. Is the either. last board game that came out, but yeah, they've yeah. announced a new board game, which I don't know a whole lot about, other than that it's very pretty. It is looks nice. Uh, I did I did some playtesting for it, so I have played it. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think you can say about it? It's I can tell you it's an abstract strategy game. Oh, uh, okay. That ties in that in a way, kind of actually. So I think it's meant to tie into the Rage of Elements hardcover. Right. Uh, just queued up the press release. It's Elemental Stones. Yeah, what it's called. The name Pathfinder of it. Elemental Stones. Yeah, I guess I can see how that's abstract because of all the themes you can draw from Galarian and Pathfinder lore, uh, Elemental Stones is. Like it feels like you could take the Pathfinder logo off of this box, and yeah. it would still be a game you could find in a store without yeah. any explanation needed. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the kind of intent, uh, at least with this one. I had an idea for a Pathfinder game about the gods, where it was basically like it was worker placement on mm. a, a macro and a micro level, mm. where the gods. You, you played a god, and then you manipulated your people, and then somebody else was playing the people. I'm, I'm forgetting the exact details of it, but it was basically, it was two different levels of worker placement, and it was all going to be themed around the Pathfinder gods. I don't think I ever got further than that. that Everything idea. I've just explained to you. I don't know yeah, exactly yeah. how it would work. I, I also had this other idea that a while back uh, that I think would work in a Pathfinder setting, or even a Starfinder setting. It was that where you play, it's not, it's not a role-playing game, but you do play as a magic item essentially oh, cool. and the, the the thing is that you but you can't quite control who picks you up and takes you on adventures uh but right. then you can manipulate things in certain ways that you so you can't help them or, or hinder them or whatever it is you need to like oh i'm gonna oh this guy doesn't can't help me i'm gonna get him killed in the dungeon and then be stuck in the dungeon until someone else finds me kind of stuff but it was all about sort of like uh, who could become an artifact first basically uh, so you started out as a, like that. normal. It's a, it's a neat idea, and I I started doing the like all the uh the game design part of it, but I never really mm -hmm. got that far with it because it was require a lot of like coming up with like names of all the adventurers basically, and it was just like oh this adventure has it's got to be the easy part. Uh, no, it's just so many. But I was like trying to balance it all, like oh well, you know doing all the math like oh is this a plus one magic minus one attacks or you know plus one defense or something mm -hmm. some some stats or whatever. And be like well, what does that sound like? I guess that kind of sounds like a magus or something. You know like figuring out what each little each little goo could mean and what that sort of meant for in terms of like adventures and maybe there'd be a map right. I was kind of picturing it as you'd have like a map of maybe the inner sea region or something like that and that's where like dungeons are and, and stuff so what i really like about that is that when you have an intelligence item in your campaign yeah it's like it adds an extra power level and an extra element of chaos and this is just saying like you know you're no treat for the magic item either yeah adventurer <laughs> yeah yeah adventurer think about that um it does harken back to i think there is a old dungeon adventure where you play as like magic intelligent swords and stuff 
Okay. So it did remind me of Lords of Waterdeep, which is a, oh, yeah, a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons branded adventure where mm-hmm. you were playing the quest givers and the adventurers, <laughs> which are usually the main characters. They are just pawns in this game of I, the I, manipulators of the setting. Yeah, they're that's like worker placement too. They're they're just you just get like a whole bunch of clerics and paladins and 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 fighters and stuff like that. And like, oh, I need three clerics and two paladins for this adventure. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was that was a fun game. I like that one. Yeah, in like five minutes, you go through an entire campaign, but from somebody right. else's point of view. That's good stuff. All right. Well, uh, I am enjoying myself, but I have to get going. I've Fair got enough. A daughter to drop off to gymnastics. So, oh, yeah. Uh, right. I guess Sounds good. We will get a little formal for the end and just throw out. Uh, we won't do any shout outs unless you have something to shout out to. Not today. All right. So as far as call to actions go, actually, what? Let me just double check. What PDFs have come out in the last two weeks? I think you uh, could, oh the field guide the field guide yeah you can get field guide now if you pre-ordered it I think you can get it right away yeah. go go download it yeah. now yeah so if you pre-ordered it you can get it and uh, last time we talked about how if you pre-ordered Sergeant Slaughter you can get the PDFs but you mm-hmm. couldn't just buy the PDFs now you can just buy the PDFs oh great and I believe the same for the My Little Pony role playing game core rulebook but yeah the field guide is the big release that mm-hmm. people are seeing for the first time and it was experimental as far as any of the uh, source books we've put out so far for essence 20 yeah and i'm happy to see people are really excited about it people it's a, it's are it's a good one yeah um i i i've shown any of the art that has been previewed on the renegade site i've been sharing it around social media because the art is definitely one of the selling points of this book it's there i was talking to uh jordan um about the uh what what, what could be previewed in the art and i and i said if you could please get the my favorite picture which, uh, which is, a, is an illustration of Rita and Cobra Commander, kind of doing this sort of like back <laughs> yeah. to back. I, that's so good. It's like this is a, this just should be a sitcom. <laughs> There's that one. There's also um, a Punch Counter Punch, which is that. Oh duh. yeah the Autobot double agent, and there's a picture of him talking to Lady J, and then he's talking to Rita, and the look on Rita's face, like, I don't, I don't buy anything you're saying right now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a good one. <laughs> Nor should you. It is a terrible disguise. He's just turned around and is talking <laughs> literally out of his back. Exactly. Um, I also got my um, shipment notice uh, for D-Force today. Oh, yes. That's so those exciting. are going out. Yeah. I, I am glad that Renegade didn't just say, like, here's a, you know, $5 gift certificate to mm. say my bad and just move on from it. That this has actually been something that having mm. seen a little bit of both sides of, like, the customer and the Renegade side of it, I know... Work has been done to get this fixed. Yeah, definitely. I like, like Scott said in that one video, uh, the Cobra dice are perfect. A okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upshift. Hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, divergence from our usual Essence Twenty focused content. If you'd like to hear more, just general game and topic from people that are passionate about games and the hobbies we play. And you can go to no direction podcast.com where we have, we have almost returned to the glory days of a new podcast released every day. We're at like, uh, we're at like six out of the 10 weekdays that we could release on. Nice. So yeah, go check it out. We're also, uh, our blogs are still going strong. Uh, so yeah, just go to no direction podcast.com. Check out what we've got. If you like what we got, you can go to patreoncom slash no direction, become a patron, you get some exclusive content, some early episodes. We've actually been very good about releasing the new episodes of the No Direction flagship early to patrons. Uh, basically, to it gets done early. Mm-hmm. We put it up. Most things are released 
the are edited and recorded and posted the same day or the day before they go up. This one we're recording the day before it goes up, which is mm. uh, rare for us. But yeah, we usually don't have a very big window, but uh, Esther and Navar are producing with a wider open window for the new episodes of No Direction. And the patrons are benefiting from that. Nice. And of course, thank you to Word Burglar for the use of Letters from Snake Eyes V4. Jason, I told myself that I would email Word Burglar. I composed the email in my head. Goodness. And I never composed the email in email, which yeah. is the important way to compose an email. That, so I still don't know. That gets me every time. When I think really hard about doing something, my brain goes, well, you did it. And then forget yeah. to actually do it. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you can find out more about Word Burglar and Letter from Snake Eyes version 4, volume 4, V4 at wordburglar.com. See you next time. Uh, sorry, see you in two weeks for the next episode of Upshift. May the power protect you. Uh, that's a Power Rangers thing? That's a Power Rangers thing, yeah. That's the Power Rangers, I guess. May the force be with you. Collective spreading across the globe. I was ready to lock and load with flash, grand slam, clutch, zap, and rock and roll. Hawk, steal a grunt, breaker, and short fuse. And before I knew, I gained a whole lot more to lose.